Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back, and I truly do mean it. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Still, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known. That is, yeah, my homeland, America, and I hope it's yours, too. You got to love it or leave it as far as I am concerned. Don't come whining to me, especially if you don't vote. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant back, hey, and uh, live living color in a totally different location. I'm uh, actually broadcasting uh, here today high atop uh, PSL, as you will um, hear me referring to it uh, over the the next uh, couple of years, no doubt about it, Port St. Lucie. Florida is where I am right now, although my habitude will be a little ways away, about 10 minutes away over on the island of Hutchinson. Yeah, on the beach of Jensen. And all of that adventure will begin tomorrow. Folks, I told you, I've been telling you for months, haven't I? I've been telling you for months now. And I was going to go do some Florida time. And uh, I decided uh, after uh, several events that, uh, well, it'd be best if I live on the beach. (laughs) And so so, uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to report back to you. Everybody's moving to Florida, Texas, Georgia, somewhere like that. I chose Florida for various and sundry reasons. Uh, Many people know why and some people guess. But I'm here. And I got to tell you something, I really have enjoyed the weather since I've been here. It's been absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, nice, warm in the day and then uh, uh, cool at night, almost like living in L.A. Uh, But I do know that Mr. Humidity will creep back in to this picture real soon. And so uh, we'll be ready for that. But uh, when Florida's paradise, my goodness, I got to tell you something. It is paradise, and I look forward to a new life, uh, new things, um, new new people, all types of things. Um, hopefully, we will be able to in, enjoy here together. So I built a new life here in Florida, and I'm taking you along with me. And they're going to be all up and down the the beach uh, coast. In fact, I'll be reaching over on the other side as well, over in Naples. Uh, There are acquaintances and people that we know over there, friends of the show, friends of Freedom Works, friends of mine that uh, we'll be having on the show. And uh, then uh, we're putting in the works uh, so that we can be heard locally here in um, this area, this radius of, say, about a hundred miles we're trying to uh, get the blowtorch that can do that for us 
and uh, the YouTube channel. Now, when I get relocated over in my place, uh, I will um, I have the equipment, uh, and we need to fire that up. And so the YouTube channel will be happening. And everything I've told you, everything I have mentioned to you over these past months, uh, friends, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those people who just say stuff. Uh, I believe in doing. You know, I, I have dealt with so many people. All they do is talk. They never do anything. They just talk. And they never even try to do anything. They just talk. Me, um, I guess being raised by L.C. Bryant, my daddy, uh, and L. Nola Bryant, my mama, uh, being raised by them, they were doers. And uh, they were building their own houses when other uh, folks, especially black folks, were living in uh, rented shotgun houses. My folks were doers, getting things done. And that's what I do. I take care of business. I TCB, as Elvis used to say. And, of course, there was Aretha who said that originally. Aretha took care of business. TCB. Well, let's take care of some business here today. Glad to have you back as we build the bridge to conversation daily on the C.L. Bryan Show. I've been uh, sort of absent um, in the move that I've been making. And certainly have not completed that. I mean, in fact, the truth is the only thing I've basically done is is relocated myself and a few of my belongings. I have not began to uh, live here yet. I, I mean, I, I'm like a, uh, a babe in the woods. Uh, I don't really know what the next direction will be except the Lord orders my steps. And he has ordered my steps here to Florida, as I told you. Uh, months ago, I told you that the Lord was directing and ordering my steps to this area. I know why. I do know why. And uh, we're about doing that uh, as well. But um, I want there, I, I have no clue as to what he will reveal to various people uh, in this community up and down the coast here that we are now here. Uh, not only C.L. and C.L. Bryant show Freedom Works, not only that uh, all of uh, that comes with me, uh, I, I want, I don't quite understand yet what it is that uh, the Lord uh, has to reveal here. I know why I'm here, uh, and that is to just simply proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ as I go do anywhere and the good news of America to couple the two Judeo-Christian ethics uh, together, that's that's my that's my job wherever I go, but the effect of that, and the revelation of of the, our message, the type of message that uh, I carry with me, uh, I don't know what that will do. I don't know how that will affect. Uh, the area that uh, I've been planted in at this point in time. And so uh, it's an adventure. It's a new new thing for me, and it's a new life for me. And I look forward uh, to discovery. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the discovery of, uh, of what God has in, in store. Uh, and, uh, of course, all of you know I'm just a down-to-earth guy. I live my life, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, without guile. What you see is what you get. Okay, uh, what you see is what you get. Uh, that's 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 it. So um, when you see CL, you hear CL on the radio, you gonna meet the same guy in a public in a public setting. You get to know me, you'll find out I'm pretty quiet. <laughs> but in a public setting, you're gonna meet uh, CL Bryant, and what you see is what you get. 
Uh, Cleon's a whole different guy. He um, he's a pretty quiet guy. He still has a lot to say, but he's pretty quiet. Much more quiet guy than that CL fella is. And 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 the the the, the diff, most difficult thing I heard Rush um, say this one time is to come to a place uh, in your mind where uh, you're able to marry the husband, the father, um, the uh, so whatever you are. You know, you might be a personality. Um, a preacher or whatever it is. You have to come to a place in your life where you're able to uh, allow all of them to to coexist comfortably with with, with one another. And Americans, um, today we're going to have Claston Bernard, Olympian Claston Bernard, Bernard on uh, with us, uh, former U.S. candidate for uh, House of Representatives from the great state of Louisiana. And uh, also uh, he is going to be joined uh, after in the, in the next hour by uh, the pastor of the Fair Park Church there in Dallas, Texas, uh, Pastor Stephen Broden will join me as well. We were doing we did a um, press conference a little bit earlier. We did a press conference a little bit earlier, and um, I had on with me Dr. Alveda King and uh, Dr. Carol Swain, um, both dear friends, but they also understand the times of Jim Crow. So does Pastor Broton, and so did Albert Guillory, um, who was on um, with me as well, pastor uh, or uh, attorney, counselor, former United States um, or former Louisiana Senator Albert Guillory. And um, at large.com, an event that Freedom Works and myself uh, helped spearhead. We put it on. It was sponsored by Freedom Works. Uh, that's where Elbert switched parties uh, at one of our events, at large event, and um, he was on with us. And all of us understand what is going on here. And there's a mass deception going on here. And the reason why I want Claston, Claston Bernard, to be on with me is because he's not quite in our generation. He, in fact, he's, uh, I think he might be about to turn 40, might just turn 40 years of age. And so there's a gap between him and me of some span of time. But yet, this young man, I want, I want everybody to meet him. He's been on the show before. Uh, he ran. He lost the, the race that he was in. But, but no, uh, he learned from the loss. And we're going to come back again. He's going to come back again, uh, no doubt about it. But I want to uh, introduce uh, him to you uh, here coming up in the next segment because he will be able to give you a younger, fresher eyes on this race thing, and then we can bridge the historical gap between where we are now and where we came from, because he's never drank from colored and white water fountains. He's never ridden on the back of the bus, okay? I have. I have done it. Yeah, as a, as a kid, as a little boy, uh, dry, uh, riding the bus down to uh, downtown where my parents worked, uh, yeah, it was segregated times. I got on the back. I got on. You had to ride on the back of the bus unless the driver was on by himself, and then he didn't care where you sat. Okay, but if there was one white person that got on the bus and you were black and you knew you were, of course you knew you were. You got up and you moved the back. In fact, one of the tragedies that uh, and that was of that time 
and one of the things that kids don't appreciate today, and they couldn't, they couldn't possibly be as um, venomous toward racial things in America today if they knew what they were like before. Uh, my God, uh, how in the world is it that we were trying to get away from being identified by our color, and now here, uh, 55 years later, you're still wanting to be, you're wanting to be, black folks are wanting to be identified by their color. They're wanting to wear that as some kind of badge of, of honor or badge of something. And let me tell you, you, you white people something. Let me say this to you. You, you are beginning to be very patronizing. And I'm going to give you an example of what happened or what is happening, what I, what I see happening all the time. Okay, um, say I'm on an elevator. Um, and and there are other people on the elevator with me. And this is this has happened to me a couple of times now. And this has never happened to me before until recently in these last year or so. But I, I, I thought, you know, maybe people were being overly nice or whatever because, you know, of times that we were living in. But no, I'm beginning to realize that white people are beginning to be very patronizing in the sense that you are yielding to black people and you're preferring them before, uh, you know, you even consider yourself. And you're doing it not because you're just a super nice person. You're doing it because you have been cowed down. You have been duped, hoodwinked, and bamboozled into being patronizing. Oh, you don't intend to be. It's just an, uh, uh, an indication that you have been influenced by the politically correct. Are you hearing me, folks? This is something that always leads to ill feelings because people get tired of walking on eggshells around you. So there you are walking eggshells around me. And here I am walking eggshells around you. (laughs) And we get tired of each other. And so guess what? It creates uh, the segregation actually that we got away from in the true Jim Crow South. Our kids had gotten past that. Our kids had gotten to a place where they could accept each other for each other, just being another kid. Our kids had actually gotten to that place. Good, bad, indifferent, people get together. They've always done it throughout the, the, the spans of time that has always happened. But, but people had begun to get together. And, you know, before Corona, we were actually about to uh, jump over a hurdle because Donald John Trump had actually gotten, uh, made an incredible dent into the renewed thinking of black folks and Latinos. And and one thing, you know what, I, I don't think I got a chance to say this. I may have said this, but I don't think I did. On uh, the press conference today, and one thing, Freedom Works for um, putting that on and sponsoring and gathering the 
news people there and for for us to speak to um this is something that I mean, the conversation is going to have to be had. And it's going to be had, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, I just can't see how we can continue like this if we don't talk honestly about Hey, listen, I'm not talking about something that I have heard about, uh, something somebody told me about, uh, or something I read somewhere. I, I listen, real time, I have written on the back of the bus. Real time, I have drank from colored and white water fountains. Real time, I have gone into the colored restroom restrooms. Real time, uh, my father found a place in the Negro neighborhood for us to lodge when we were traveling on vacation in the summer. Real time. I understand what Jim Crow was. Let me tell you something about real time as well. In 1973, I'm 17 years old, right? No, 73, yeah, 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 73. I'm 17 years old, okay? And um, guess what? I meet um, this girl who happens to be Caucasian. Few years older than me, <laughs> yeah. And um, this is 1973, Shreveport, Louisiana. It, it, Dr. King's been dead. He was shot in 1968, uh, so uh, you know King's been dead five years. Detroit and all those places had just finished burning down, and you know, still smell the. The, the, the wood, the, the burning. But I was in Shreveport, Louisiana. Miscegenation laws had only been gone, and that's people of different races marrying each other, white and black in particular. They had only been extinguished in Louisiana for a little over 10 years at the time that she and I met. So I'm not telling you something that I've heard about or something that, that, that somebody told me about. We're going to talk honestly here today. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back with Claston Bernard on the other side of this short break. Don't you, don't you go anywhere. If you want to be a part of this conversation and you want to be able to have this conversation and be able to contribute to this conversation, you want to stick around for the conversation that's about to be had. I'm glad to be back with you. Coming to you from PSL, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Headed over to Island tomorrow. Starting a, a new thing altogether. I'm CL. Be right back with you in just a couple of seconds. <laughs> Thank you. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. All across, it's still the greatest success story the world has ever known. Traveling through Times Square that is beginning to wake up again. You be sure to look up above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And there you will see housed above it. Home to it, the Red State Talk Monster billboard is right there in Times Square. And every hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on the big board, about a block from where they drop the big ball. And old C.L.'s face looking right back at you. Thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Earlier uh, today, uh, my uh, company, the company that I am um, a senior fellow to, Freedom Works, we uh, did a, a national uh, press conference and uh, various clips and, and so forth of that will be uh, distributed uh, to various news outlets throughout our nation. And um, we had on with us um, very, very uh, influential individuals, both now and into the future. Uh, among them, of course, was Dr. Carol Swain, Dr. Alveda King, uh, Pastor Stephen Broden, uh, counselor, attorney extraordinaire Elbert Gillery, Harvard-trained uh, counselor, Elbert Gillery, and uh, the one young man who was not of our generation and was purposeful as to why uh, we had him on with us is because he has shown himself, uh, in my opinion, to be wise beyond his years and has insight uh, that I uh, really think is going to be beneficial to all of us in bridging the, the bridge as we go forward. He is Claston Bernard, uh, Olympian, uh, uh, decathlon athlete, and of course uh, was a candidate uh, United States House of Representatives of the great state of Louisiana. Help me welcome back to the show, Class and Bernard. Class, and thank you so much for being there. Uh, as usual, thank you very much for having me on. I, I tell you what, it, it was great having me on this morning. You know, this is this was a dream come true to be in the company of people who have fought and lived um, the, the American life, the dream, the struggles, the fight. And can come out and say, you know what? We have to move on from here. We have to save this country, and we have to do the right thing. Let we me. Be, we can't be nursing grievances. 
Let me ask you this, Claston, because I think that so many of us who may have been here in this country uh, through generations, white and black, regardless of who they are as Americans, but particularly those of us who happen to be black in this country with black skin, since we're, we're having, unfortunately, to talk in terms of color more often than we ought to in this in this country, especially since our young people are actually being poisoned by this. But let me ask you this. Coming from Jamaican ancestry, coming to this country and becoming successful uh, in, in this country, let me ask you about the, the, the perhaps, uh, the, the, from your point of view, uh, the typical person in Jamaica or somewhere else other than America, when they think about this country, talk to us Americans about what they are envisioning in their minds and do they actually have uh, designs and dreams of coming here? Talk to us, Class and Bernard. Look, um, there's a reason why we have a border crisis. Let's start with that. You know, the sad reality right now is that the left is in control of mass media, not just in America, but worldwide. And they're having strong influences in Jamaica by pushing their racial rhetoric. Now, when you look at people who, when I was growing up, their dream was to make it into America, make it into Canada, make it into England, to be able to get a better life because of the economic opportunities, and also that there were justice, law, and order in these countries. And uh, right now, I can't, you know, I haven't lived there so long, but I've been back and forth. But what I'm hearing is, is a painting of America with a broad brush as to say this is a racist country and it is bullcrap. I, I, I push back really hard against that because the system that is supposed to be hurting um, black Americans, people from the Caribbean that are black come into this country and succeed, but some of them will come and be spouting this garbage that this is a, a racist country. Now, to each is his own. You know, you can perceive what you want to perceive, but the reality is you're coming here for a reason. And if the country is what you say that it is, then you might not want to be here. But the thing is, it allows them to feel a sense of importance. It allows for them to get in with a crowd that they believe they fit in. And we, you know, when I when I remember first just falling in love with America, I was uh, I read a lot of books, but um, Rocky movie came out and James Brown was singing, um, you know. We yeah. didn't have electricity or running water, but I watched Rocky movie at um, my school. Yeah, living in America. And it was yeah, just, yeah. And living in living in America, and he was talking about just a country, but there was such a vibrancy with um, Apollo Creed and um, what's his name that that was Weathers. Um, yeah, you know, playing that role. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah. I saw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carl Weathers. Yeah. You, you saw black Americans. James Brown's a black man. You saw Carl Weathers, and then you saw Rocky the Italian, and you're like, man. You know, going up against this this um, um, Soviet Union, the, the, the empire of the Soviet Union, and it's like, this was just, it was a powerful moment, man. Everything just came together. I'm like, oh, this is a great place. Absolutely. And then you had movies like Top, Top Gun and different stuff coming out, and you're like, man, this is an amazing country. Wow. And, you know, little did I know that the talent that God had blessed me with would offer me that opportunity to come here. You know, and to to see the way they're trying to paint America, to see what what their immigrants like Elon Omar, which I think has more business representing this country in Congress, because she's she's a bigot. 
I you want know, a, she's a classist. Claston, let me let me let me break in here with you. But you, thank you so much. Let me stay with me now. Don't go anywhere. But but listen, I want to thank you for bringing this up. You brought up two iconic American films. But this is what I want you to see. Those of you who are every, every, throughout the fruited plains, American, not those of you necessarily around the globe, but you can relate to what we're talking about here. Claston said that he, being uh, a kid who is from Jamaican ancestry. When he thought about America and Americans, what came to mind was the feeling about success and victory that he got from the Rocky movies and Top Gun. Americans, let me tell you something. You should be proud that when people who come here to this nation, when they view you as the heroes in Top Gun and Rocky. Do, do you realize that you are losing that type of luster by trying to follow after these uh, uh, put, pudding-eating liberals? Claston is trying to tell you, he's telling you that your image is on the line, your rep is on the line. Claston, as an athlete, that, that's very important, isn't it? Uh, don't, don't, don't athletes have reps? Don't, don't people who are in competition have rep? Talk to us. Yeah, but think about this. You've seen Bolt in the Olympics. He was doing an interview, and the American national anthem was being played, and he told them to stop and stood up and stood at attention while the American national anthem was being played. This is what America represents around the world. This is the image that someone from a different country who just obliterated everybody was still saying, you know what, we need to respect this country. What I'm saying is absolutely level of respect that America command because they're, they think America stands for justice. When during the Gulf War, as a kid, again, I remember people talking about uh, Saddam Hussein is going and um, has weapon of mass destruction. That was the first Gulf War, not the second one. And there were people like, man, you know, we're looking like the American army. As long as the American army is there, we're okay being in the Caribbean. I just remember that feeling. Yeah, you know. And we are losing that because we have people, hypocrites like Elon Omar and CNN and whoever else, MSNBC and the race also and the socialist agenda, and, 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 and you know, pushing a rhetoric that is counterproductive uh, uh, of America. And it's not saying America don't have problems. You have lived that history. You have seen the ugliness. Lots of people have seen that, but it doesn't define who we are because the reason why I'm here is because of the opportunity that America has given and, I, you know, you talk about the guys from the past and someone from the future. Why I'm standing here, I said the 14th Amendment says if you're born or naturalized here, you are an American. That's a badge of honor. Man. Yes, and indeed. that's why, as someone going forward, I am going to fight to maintain not just the imagery, but the reality of America. I do like it. Claston Bernard is my uh, guest here this segment. And Claston, let me ask you then, why does or why would you think, from your point of view, uh, Joe Biden uh, would use emotional rhetoric the way he's using it uh, in order to what's the point in him being as uh, blatantly racist, racially defining as he is being. In your opinion, what's the end game behind that? 
the, the end game is that there's a classist system in America that they parade around as racial bigotry. But the sad reality, you have some people who are bigots, you know, in whether they, they think it or not. But Joe Biden is the epitome of that. It, and it goes to his bill. There's always people who are catering to whether it's soft bigotry or some kind of um, ideology. And when you look at what Joe Biden has represented over the years, he continued to come back. The 94 crime bill, which I say was a, it was a symbol of Jim Crow because it targeted black specifically, mostly. That's where the problems were. And the issue started with the, the LBJ Great Society program that broke down the society. And instead of fighting to remove those programs, he created a bill that was going to do more destruction in this country that came out of the civil rights era. He not only went further than that and said, he also then went and said, if you, if, if you have a problem figuring out if you have worked for me or for Donald Trump, then you ain't black. Now, I can go back to the days of Harriet Tubman or Frederick Douglass when they were um, trying to escape slavery and knowing that you needed to have a piece of paper or to say, for people to say, who do you belong to? And do you belong to that master over there or this master? This is what came to my mind, what he was saying. Whether he intentionally mean it or not, but he continues to say and do things, not just in rhetoric, but also in policies that is destructive on um, the black community. And the reason why that is, is because uh, many of the black elite leadership have aligned themselves with liberal ideologies that this is destructive on black America. And they will give Joe Biden a path because Joe Biden is catering to who they are and to for, for them to maintain the power structure that they have in the black community. And I'll say, black America don't need leadership. They need men in their homes to be fathers. They need mothers to be wives. They need the church to stand up. But they don't need these political leaders who continue to say they are out there looking out for their own interests. Because the reason why Jim Crow came down was because the church played its role, the family plays its role, played its role, the fathers played its role. And, and who it wasn't about all of a sudden America had a change of heart. Jim Crow came down because Black Americans were upstanding, righteous people. And they, the liberals, people like Joe Biden and people who have gone along, their goal has been to destroy the morality in, the, in black America to get them where they are today. And that is when you start looking at them. You know what, folks? I I just I just uh, Michelle, you know, you know, I just love this guy. Now, now, folks, let me tell you something. Uh, You keep an eye on the name. You you, you keep hearing the name. We're certainly going to have him on. I'm going to be promoting what he does. Claston, uh, any idea of what uh, what the future is looking like for you? Any idea of what you might want to do? You know, right now, I am on fire, man. I'm tired of this garbage. I'm tired of the rhetoric that, that's coming out there that's pushing, trying to destroy this country. I am, I, so, you know, I'm available. I'm out here speaking. We have a conservative outcast, the cast pack that um, we just started. And this pack is basically to help um, candidates who want to step into hard areas, minority areas, and say, look, the Republicans, you have to get in here and you have to start rolling up some sleeves. You can't be tone deaf. You can't just be putting TV ads out there. We need people who are going into these areas to, to help to, rehabil- to rehabilitate the, who we are as a party and that we are the party that, care about what ha- that cares about what happened in America in general. So my, my path is to, to, to find those people who are willing to go against the grain because politicians look for what they can win, easy win. 
I think you'd be a good fit with us. I think you'd be a very good fit with us. I've already talked to my folks, and uh, and we'll see if we can't get you to some of our events. Um, you know, I just love, I just love to have a young face like yours speaking the way you do. I think it's a perfect bridge for us. And so, Claston, listen, man, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, and I want to thank you for being on with me. Tell everybody how to get a hold of Claston Bernard if they want him to come to someplace near them. They can go to ClastonBernard.com. They can also find me at Claston B and Twitter. I'm on Facebook. You know, my you can also email me at Claston.Bernard at gmail.com. You are more likely to get me that way quickly. So I'm available. Just reach out to any one of my social media feeds. I also have um, books available at Amazon under my name, Claston Bernard. You'll learn a little more about who I am and why, the, why I think the way that I think. Um, you know, there'll be some more information coming out um you know, officially as to, you know, someone they can reach out to get in touch with me and all that kind of stuff. But, um, well, I appreciate it, man. And this, this has been the dream, you know, one to find someone who understands who has lived this, lived their life and, and who actually wants to continue to make America what was promised from day one when in 1776 or even before when, when the guys got together and said, enough is enough. You know, Claston, to, uh, to pick up on, yeah, you know, you're right. Our, 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 our founding, the founders of this nation, even though your, your face or mine may not have been in their mind, when they said that they were founding this nation not just for themselves but for their posterity, when, 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 I, when I hear when, when a young man like you who is uh, the same age as my children, uh, you know, when, 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 when I hear a young man like you, this is what I think about in our Constitution, is that this is our posterity that is coming behind us, folks. And we must we must try to prepare the way for them in a way that they can flourish. And so uh, uh, whatever we can do to help you, whatever I can do to help you, class, and I'm going to be there uh, to do that. So God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. You're the hope of our future, and the way you're thinking is the hope of our American future. And God bless you for that, man. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you very much, Theo. Thanks, Michelle. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show, and that was Claston Bernard. And Claston, I do believe you're going to be hearing uh, a lot uh, from him in the future. If we have uh, anything to say about it, that's going to be uh, that's going to be it. I, I think I think we need to hear a fresh perspective uh, that is bridged with. Uh, uh, like we had Dr. King and uh, Claston on today. We had uh, Dr. Swain Claston on today. Uh, we had Elbert and Claston on today. And uh, we had uh, Pastor Broden, uh, Stefan uh, Broden on with us today, Pastor Broden. And then, of course, I was on. All of us came before Claston. But Claston is now being su- the, the mouthpiece for those who would want to subject us to a lie that is being fed about a nation that he knows is not what those liberals are are saying it is. He knows this. But but young voices like his are not being heard. We're going to get his heard. And so uh, we're going to do that. So God bless you and God keep you, Claston Bernard. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. We will be back uh, after uh, these words with more of the show. Oh, we got a lot to talk about here today. Coming up in the next hour, Pastor Broden. 
uh, Stefan Broden will be um, with me. So don't you go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL with you from the PSL. Port St. Lucie. That's where I am. Yes, it is. But next week, next week, I'll be coming from the island. Yeah, Hutchinson Island. That's where I'll be living. And I'm so glad to be relocated now and starting it all over. And uh, hey, it feels good. It feels good. And uh, I'm liking it. And just got to get used to the lifestyle and all of that. I have no I have no knowledge of it. I have no knowledge of it. Just got to get used to the lifestyle and uh, making choices and so forth, you know, pretty much on my own. I have, um, you know, I, don't, I just don't, you know, I just done every, um, well, I had a wife, <laughs> you know, and so uh, I, whatever needed to be done for, you know, us or as far as that's concerned, uh, I just went out hunted and killed it and uh, she did the cooking as far as I was concerned. But my job was to make sure that it, it was there. And, uh, you know, her role was to make sure that, she, you know, she was able to do what she was able to do with what I provided. And so um, I never had to worry about the doing of it. I just had to provide it. Now, uh, you know, still providing it, but I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> that's the thing. And so um, that's the change. That's the uh, difference that that's coming about, and the way of, uh, I have to think, and the way I have to look at look at life. Never thought I'd get used to have to get used to that. Never did. Never did. Never did think I'd have to get used to to doing things on my own, being on my own. But um, uh, you know, I guess things change. Things change. So uh, we're starting over here in in um, Florida uh, today. I'm in the PSL. I'll be in and out of it. We are looking for uh, that. Uh, we're trying to put together that um, conglomeration of maybe two or three like-minded stations that can. And no, they don't have to be large. They don't have to be large. Looking for like-minded stations that will want to bring on a personality that can help them become something different. That's what we're looking for in this area. Uh, help them become something different. Uh, it always takes um, 
the right combinations, the right personalities, and all that type thing uh, in the airwaves to bring it about. I'm not saying that we have all of that, but I am saying that uh, we have been successful at what we do. We invite you to go to freedomworks.org, or not freedomworks.org, but twice. Well, go to freedomworks.org and uh, become a part of the largest grassroots organization in the nation. Yes, I am eating a little bit of chocolate. I just love chocolate with nuts on it. And that's what I was indulging in. I mean, it's, you know, I like that kind of, not, not really dark, dark chocolate. It gets bitter. But I like the darker chocolate with nuts in it. It's good for you, too. And so, um, anyway, yeah, I try to keep in shape. I try to stay in good shape. Me and Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran, and uh, we're, we're all the same. I'm the same size. We're all the same size. I'm a middleweight man. Marvin Hagler, yeah, the middleweight. 165, 160 to 165. You know, that's I'm the same size as those guys. That she was, who was that class and was talking about um, Sylvester Stallone and Carl Weathers. I mean, they look like big guys on the screen, but no, they're not bigger than I, they're no bigger than I am. Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm actually taller than Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, by about an inch or two. Yeah, I've met Sil, I met Sly. Yeah, I was surprised. I was actually, it's been years ago. You know, when I met him, I was surprised uh, that he wasn't just this guy is going to pound my head in or anything. Not that I could take him or anything, I, you know, but but uh, you know, we both get hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he could walk over me. Uh, we both get hurt, but he, you know, but just the same, they look like these super huge guys. They make them look like these, you know. And, you know, of course, he's in great shape and everything. But, no, he's the same size as me. In fact, I was a little bigger than him. I really was. And so um, these images can always be manipulated. That's my point. That's what I'm getting at. Images on television I'm not can always be manipulated. But now I got to tell you this. Going to this uh, Derek Chauvin trial that killed uh, Floyd, George Floyd. Uh, I might as well tell you. Uh, I, I don't care how you 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 know you might might want to. Some people are saying, well, you know, uh, you know that they, they manipulated the camera. Oh, I can't buy that. I'm sorry, I just can't buy it. Um, everybody, police officers, you know, too. White and black ones have said uh, Chauvin, Chauvin, or whatever his name is. Well, basically, they're saying he's going to jail. <laughs> that's, that's basically what they're saying. Uh, it's going to be up to the jury, which I think should have been sequestered, because there's no way that they're not going to be able to hear what these folks are saying. But. But my, my broader point, the point that I'm trying to make, and, you know, of course, as I do sometimes, I go all the way around the barn, <laughs> as us Louisianians will. My point is images can be manipulated. And sometimes images can be manipulated not because of what you're seeing, but because of what you heard. And sometimes that's the most powerful way to manipulate an image. Is through the spoken word instead of the visual. 
even though people, you know, do learn, especially our young people are much more visual than we were. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we're, we're more, um, you know, audio, you know, type of, we, we, the spoken word was what we, we played. Mother would always say, did you hear what I said? Huh? Oh yeah. I saw her mouth moving. It wasn't a visual that, that she was interested in. Uh, my father, same way, son, are you hearing me? I still say that that's my dad that you hear coming out of my, my mouth. When you, when, when you hear me say, are you hearing me? Yeah. My dad would say it just like that. Are y'all hearing me? He'd say it to me, say it to me and my mom. He'd say it to his uh, brothers. And uh, when he was wanting to stress a point. And so it, it wasn't the visual that, that my father was concerned with. He, of course he knew us. He saw me. I saw him. Of course he knew I saw him. But he wanted me to hear him. He wanted to hear what, I, what he was saying. And I am saying to you that the visual that's being painted in our minds right now is a, a, a visual of uh, this, 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 this Jim Crowism that most of the people saying it, and, and I got to include Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden is much older than I am, you know, uh, he's about 13, 14 years old, 15, 16 years older than me, you know? And, you know, hey, Joe's in great shape. I know I'll be in, I trust God that I'm going to be in much better shape than Joe when I get to be his age. Why? Because I want to be. <laughs> so I'm going to be. There, I have said it. I have declared it. I pray God that he grants it so. Well, that's how I stay like it. That's how I stay like this. I trust him. I trust God for it. But this is what I'm saying. Joe Biden grew up in Delaware, uh, you know, around Pennsylvania. Joe Biden knows nothing, nothing about Jim Crow. Now, I could, I could, I'll listen to Jim, Jimmy Carter talking about it. I will listen to Bill Clinton talking about it. Hey, I'll listen to George Bush talking about it. But Joe Biden, Joe Biden is the least knowledgeable about what the Barack Obama is the least knowledgeable about what Jim Crow was all about. They, they have no clue. Obama grew up in uh, Indonesia and on the island of Hawaii. I mean, on one of the islands in Hawaii. I don't know where. Never cared that much about where he grew up. Really? I'm just, you know, I'm just being straight with you, okay? That's the only way I can be. I can just be straight with you. Huh? I've come to that conclusion. I've come to that conclusion. Um, that, 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 uh, as far as this political thing is concerned, because I'm going to be straight with you anyway. Uh, man, the, the the grief at one time had me in a place where, you know, I wouldn't be in straight with myself. But all that, um, thank God, and my pastors, people who have been able to help me, you know, through all of this, have have allowed me to come to this place uh, in my in my mind in my life that I, I can see things the way uh, I was seeing them before all of this went down, even before, um, you know, Jane became ill. And I was uh, pastoring churches, you know, pastoring churches. And, 
it was clear. I was I was seeing really good. Yeah, seeing really good. And so I, I thank God that he is he is now giving me sight again. Okay. And and in doing that in America, this is what you should if you got a pray if you got a prayer, if you have a prayer, you need you need you need to at least fit this into your prayer life that God allows you to see. Hmm? Things clearly. Okay? Because sometimes, you know, it, it gets muddled with, you know, emotion. It gets muddled with all types of things. And that's what I was going through. And, 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 and you, you don't see clearly even what, what, what you're doing to yourself or others or you don't see clearly. But America, there's something we're doing to ourselves. Oh, you better hear me. Oh, you hear me? Listen, um, there's something that we're doing to ourselves right now that is absolutely masochistic. Oh, come on now. Uh, let me define it for you. We are purposely hurting ourselves. There is a, there seems to be, seems to me, there is a national masochism that is taking place. And, and, and we seem to be enjoying it, especially joyless Joy Reed. I, 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 the reason I tune in her show is because she looks as though she is hypnotized. Yeah. Now, I think she's, I think she's Harvard or maybe Howard. I can't remember. Howard or Harvard educated. I think she's Harvard educated, actually. But she, if you want, if you want to look into the face of someone who thinks that they are black and elite, you need to check out Joyless Joy Reed on what is it CNN, MSNBC, one of them. Uh, oh, you'll you'll see her. She comes on the afternoon or evening. I can't remember uh, which. But uh, it, her her whole demeanor is doom and gloom, and living as. It, it, it's a visual. We'll talk more about it with Pastor Broden uh, in, on the other side of the, the hour. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app and uh, come along with us daily. I'm uh, broadcasting today, overlooking PSL. Uh, yeah, Highway 1 is what I'm looking out down at uh, right now. And uh, it's bustling and busy. You might hear some traffic going by every once in a while, a loud motorcycle or something. I'm CL. We'll be back after these words. Don't go anywhere. Glad to be here. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Oh, on the 
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. And hey, listen, just because we may have lost the uh, house and uh, which we didn't have anyway, but, you know, but we didn't get it back. But then we let them have the Senate, and the Senate's gone. It's because the two of those are not within our grasp now. I want you to know that happy days are on their way again because all the Democrats can do is overplay their hand. And I am saying to you, there is an awakening going on in this country. Earlier today, um, um, I, I was uh, my our company, of which I'm a senior fellow with uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, grassroots organization in the nation, Freedom Works. Uh, we boast nearly six million activists on the ground, just like you. We hosted uh, a, a, a news conference earlier. Uh, I was um, blessed to uh, lead that, spearhead that. Uh, along with me was uh, Dr. Carol Swain, Dr. Alveda King. Pastor Stephen Broden, who will be coming up later on in um, the show in this hour, uh, at the half hour, down in the half hour, Pastor Broden uh, will be coming on the 25. He'll be coming on with me. And um, Albert Guillory, pa- um, well, Reverend, he is an ordained minister, uh, but Senator, former Senator Albert Guillory of Louisiana um, was on with me. And someone who was just in the last hour, uh, we had a younger version uh, on with me, uh, and I intend to treat him just like a son. Uh, Claston Bernard, Claston Bernard, was on with me, and so um, we had this discussion about race and. Jim Crow and all that kind of thing, and it, it, I, I, I wanted to. Sh- I shared this with with them, and of course, I shared this with the uh, listeners that we had there. What, what, and 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 I'm speaking to those of you with kids in school, those of you with with kids under thirty. If you have a child under thirty. You need to hear me. There is this racism of of low expectation that's being ground into the minds of um, young black people and young white people. Uh, you know, it's okay that you don't uh, get the concept or grasp the concept that one and one is two as long as you believe it's something. Which means that everything is relative, right? Which means that nothing is right or wrong. Everything is relative. And it leads to a, a situation where you have this atheistic type of viewpoint on everything. It doesn't exist unless you say it does. 
Not to be confused with the idea of positive reaffirmation of, of, of your thought or your prayer life. Okay? That's not to be confused with that. Uh, you see, what atheists and people who are socialist-minded uh, believe, it's not right unless it is a committee called government that says it's right for the people, and that committee is made up of elite people. That's what you're seeing happening right now. You have these elitists who are calling the shots, and they're telling you and me, well, they're telling you, they ain't telling me nothing. They can haul me off jail. I'm serious. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it over the airwaves. You can haul me off jail as far as I'm concerned. I will not conform to that. I will not. I will not conform to that type of treatment of an American citizen. And you as an American citizen had better not conform to it either. If you want to keep the republic and if you want to stay out of prison. Do you realize that's what it boils down to? If you want to save the republic and if you want to stay out of prison because they're coming for you. Uh, do you understand that's why the the baseball um, league, the, the uh, ML, MLB, Major League Baseball, you do understand that's why they 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 shrank back in horror from any any possibility of them being uh labeled not woke they cut off their noses to spite their face if there's ever a representation of that why because of joe biden who is the uh, epitome of what I call a Jim Crow spewing race hypocrite. Yeah, there I said it. Joe Biden is a Jim Crow uh, spewing race hypocrite. As Sean Hannity uh uh, my good buddy Sean, he, he, he says uh, it was Joe Biden who spoke at Robert KKK Bird's funeral and gave glowing remarks about him. I remember when he did that. Yeah. And we, I'm gonna, we're going to sit here and take lectures on uh, race from Joe Biden. We remember you, Joe Biden. You're the same guy who high-tech lynched Clarence Thomas, who now Justice Clarence Thomas, who you tried to derail him. We remember you, Joe Biden. Haven't forgotten you. You, you, you're the guy who uh, told black folks they're gonna put y'all back in chains. Oh, Clatton's Claston Bernard labeled you right. You are a bigot because that's the way you think black folks receive themselves. They go you, that, that that's that's how you think you. And but but see, black folks, let me talk to you for a minute. 
the only reason he thinks he can talk to you that way is because you have taught him to talk to you that way. Uh, oh, you're not. Uh, are you hearing me? I, listen. The only reason black folks at Joe Biden and the Democrat Party talks to you that way is because you have taught them to talk to you that way. You want them to come to your churches. You want them to get in your pulpits and then act a clown in the pulpit for you. You want them to be the television caricature that you see on the sitcoms for you. And, and that's that's what produces Hillary Clinton getting up into a black pulpit trying to uh, emulate James Cleveland by, by saying, oh, you know, wait, all right. Are you kidding me? I don't feel no way tired. <laughs> and you, la- up until Barack, you lapped it up. You were uh, all on board with Hillary. In fact, if Barack hadn't come along, Hillary would have been president of the United States. And I got to tell you something, uh, we'd probably be better off than we are now. But then again, because I don't know, Bill may Bill may have been the, the steady rudder in that thing. I don't know. I don't know. We may be over the cliff as far as that's concerned. I'm sure glad the Lord gave us a reprieve at least for four years with, oh, my, Donald John Trump. Yeah. Eight years of Obama, four years of Hillary. Oh, my. We would have been worn out. But this Jim Crow spewing race hypocrite called Joe Biden, who inhabits the White House, let me tell you something. He believes that the black vote belongs to him and black folks, I'm telling you, he has a reason to believe that's because it has belonged to him. He doesn't have any reason not to believe that you're not going to vote for him. He campaigned from a basement. And you, you, uh, you, and, and this is the, this is the hard, most horrible thing about uh, what the Democrats think of you, black folks. I want, I want you to, I want you to hear me. This is the most horrible thing about what the, the liberal Democrats think about you, uh, black folks. And I'm, I'm including in that the black liberal Democrats, this is what they think about you, black folks. They think that you are stupid enough to believe that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. They believe that you are stupid enough to believe that. You you go along with it. You didn't say anything about it. Huh? Huh? You even tried to make excuses that we were trying to uh, derail the first black uh, vice president of the United States. No, we were trying to tell you something that you were being bamboozled is what we were trying to tell you. 
And now you ought to feel, especially if you voted for Obama on an emotional vote, if that was an emotional vote for you, if you're if you're black in America and you voted for Obama because it was an emotional vote for you, you ought to feel a sharp, stinging slap across your face right now because those same liberals who told you uh, to vote for Obama. They're the same ones who are telling you that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. And you are, they believe that you are stupid enough to believe that. I hadn't said nothing about it. I'm not that stupid. They think you are, though. Oh, I know, I know for for sure. There is no way that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. Ain't no way. Didn't happen. And black folks, the reason he uh, is able to say to you, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. The reason he he says that to you is because you let him say that to you. Oh, anybody, you know, hey, listen, there are people, uh, you like my my daughters, they can say whatever they want to me. I have certain friends that, you know, say anything you want to me. You know, because I let them. (laughs) As simple as that, I let them. But then there are some people you don't take nothing off of. Nothing. Because you don't let them. My question to uh, the the voters who are voting for who voted for uh, these these clowns in in Georgia to go and represent them. My my question is, uh, why did you do did did you actually do that? My question also is, why are you standing around letting people uh, make you feel as though you're some kind of uh, racist or something? Huh? Just because you, you want somebody to do the same thing at the, at, when they go to vote as they do when they go to get a, uh, what, a, 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 a library card. I had to show my driver's license when I got my library card. Yeah. And she actually asked me, uh, how come I'm at a library so far away from my home? I had to do a little explaining at the library to get the library card. She wasn't uh, being racist. She wanted to know who was checking out books. (laughs) Ain't nothing racist about that. And all you want to know as a voter registrar or a person who uh, is is uh, registering people to vote or making certain that they, you know, you just want to make sure that John Doe is voting. Don't care, don't care about uh, John Doe's color. Don't care nothing about that. What we just simply want to know is if, if it's really John Doe who's voting. That's all it is. And And this is the racism of low expectations. Check this out. This is the racism of low expectation. This is the example of it. Check this out. I don't know 
I, I have never known. Uh, and we didn't even think about it when we were younger than this. Uh, but I think since, uh, you know, you know, when you used to get your little wallet and it has in the wallet, and I'm talking about before you were maybe 10 years old, my dad got me a wallet when I was real young and all this. So, and in the wallet, you know, it had this little ID card in there where you just put in your wallet to tell it's your wallet and who you are. You put your, it had your phone number and everything. It was in your wallet. That was sort of an ID card. You didn't have no driver's license or anything. You didn't even have a anything to identify you. But if you had your wallet on you, you had that, that little card that you filled out. If you got your new wallet, it had it in there. Okay? And uh, I, I, most of my friends, uh, they had the same kind of wallets. In fact, it was sort of a... Uh, it was sort of a, a deal, you know, you whip out your wallet. Oh, man, you something if you had a nice wallet uh, around where I grew up. And, uh, you know, I'm talking, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, you had a wallet. And so <laughs> asking for identification. I, I don't know anybody who doesn't... Uh, I, I personally, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever known anybody in in my adult years, certainly my teenage years, not even my, certainly uh, in our teenage years, uh, I, I don't mind telling you, I was, I was not the, the best, I've told you this before, I wasn't the best son in the world, I was not, and uh, we look for people with the right kind of ID, <laughs> to do things that we want them to do for us at the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I, I I don't know because I, I, we had IDs, we had driver's license, but uh, the ID would give away this old enough was a liquor store man, a racist. I don't know. Don't care. I just know that the policy was that you couldn't be below, uh, 18, or I may have been at the time, may have been 21. No, it was 18. It was 18. Drinking age was 18 at the time. And um, he wasn't being raised. He's doing his job. And the job of those who register you when you go into the polls to vote, their job is to make sure you are who you say you are. Same way as that librarian who was not going to let me check out that book without a driver's license. I'm CL. Be right back, Stephen Brooks. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa... 
stop. CL, back with you on this great day, and uh, it's a fabulous day, beautiful day in Florida. Yes, I have finally relocated down here to the Sunshine State, and oh my, um, a few clouds in the sky, but it's still wall-to-wall sunshine down here broadcasting from the PSL, uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, and um, tomorrow... Well, tomorrow I, I move into my, my new place. As all of you know, I'm uh, starting a new new life uh, here in um, southern, not not quite what you call it. It's not below the frost line. Uh, it's not here. But uh, southern Florida is where we are, about 30 miles from Palm Beach uh, to the north, about 30, 40 miles to, from Palm Beach to the north. And um, I, I certainly um, I believe with everything in me that I'm going to enjoy living here and going to uh, welcome whatever challenges uh, may come. And uh, sometimes, you know, you dismiss what you have to dismiss and uh, and let it roll off. And the things that are behind me, I press forward now. Um, I press forward to the, the, the mark of the high calling uh, that I do believe God has in store uh, for me. And so... Um, where here we are in Florida, and uh, certainly enjoying the relocate. Haven't begun really to adjust. Uh, just beginning to settle in and get used to. Um, it, it's much more, it, even though it's not D.C. or Chicago or not at Miami or any place like that. Um, it's busier. It's busier than where I'm been used to this past year uh denver is busy uh where jane and i you know, uh, were when she uh, uh passed on but um it's much bit but shreveport is where i've been uh in this past uh year and um well, well not past year but since june and it's much slower than it is here in port st Lucie. And uh, and slower, maybe I don't know. It won't be that fast over on the island. I don't think it could be, but uh, I'm gonna love it, and I certainly am gonna enjoy broadcasting from here. And what dreams may come, we will see. We'll see what happens. C.L. Bryant back with you on this um, day, building the bridge to conversation. We're uh, going to be joined, I believe, by uh, Pastor. Uh, Stephen Broden, Fair Park Church there in Dallas, uh, Texas. And uh, Michelle, I'm sure, is trying to round him up now. But there's so much uh, for us to discuss. I was saying to you earlier that the one thing um, voters, all of us, have been uh, exposed to, and that is the uh, programming uh, of uh, of our reactions and i was talking to you about how there are there are people who will let me get on or off an elevator first i'm standing just casually minding my own business in uh an airport or something of that nature 
and uh, waiting for, you know, if I don't get, if I'm not flying business class, uh, sometimes, you know, I'm still flying uh, priority, right? And I'm just standing there waiting, minding my own business and um, away, away from, way away from uh, the line or walking down, you know, to get on the plane or whatever. Uh, because usually I'm usually a one or two and or two or, you know, one or two as far as loading, loading on. Uh, and so, but there's this invariably, it seems like sometimes people go out of their way to do this. And it irritates me, really. It really does irritate me when they do this because I know why they're doing it. And there's not, there's not to be nice, but to me, it's to be patronizing. They'll come and they say, oh, oh are you in line? What? I mean, what? What do you mean by in line? I'm standing here. Do I look like I'm in? Do I? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's another guy. Well, let's just say he's white or whatever, you know, uh, Filipino or whatever, you know. Another guy standing right next to me. They didn't. They didn't. In fact, they walked past that guy to ask me. And this this is not good. Huh? I mean, I, listen, I'm I'm not uh, belittling people who might be trying to do something good uh, and they don't realize what how it's being perceived. But anytime you treat somebody uh, out of the just just or extraordinarily well for no reason, uh, either you're that, that extra nice person or whatever, I don't know. Or you're you're trying to patronize them for whatever reason there is, you see. I don't know, but I notice this more and more. And I'm speaking. I was speaking to the Caucasians, the white folks who listen to this show, but not only speak to the black folks. Uh, you don't do yourself any favors by people uh, patronizing you. Because that means you're less than, at least they think you are. In their minds, you you uh, are insignificant unless I build you up myself. That's what Joe Biden and, and, and the rest of the crew, that's what they do to you. You do know that, don't you? Huh? You do understand that, don't you? That's what they do to you. That's, that's the kind of uh, message that they're sending to you. Is that you're 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 really nothing on your own unless we build you up, huh? That's why they're trying to manipulate you by constantly dropping the word racist, the, the, by constantly dropping the word uh, Jim Crow. Don't you don't you see the type of manipulation that they are conducting here? Don't you see that? I mean, I mean, they, they already think you're stupid enough to believe that uh, uh, Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. They, they already believe you're stupid enough to believe that. Huh? Are you hearing me? Are you, are you hearing me? Listen. You, why wouldn't they believe that you're stupid enough to believe it? You haven't pushed up, you haven't pushed back against it. They have insulted you, especially those of you who voted for Barack Obama. And I got to admit to you, I did not. I had never cast a vote for Barack Obama because I don't believe Barack Obama was um, somebody who had our interest. And evidently, is uh, I'm talking about the American people, not black people. Anything that's good for America is good for black folks. You better believe it. 
And Barack, Barack Obama was not good for America. And he certainly wasn't good for black folks. No. So whatever's good for America is good for Americans. And if you're, if you're an American, and I am, and you are too, whether you claim it, name it, or whatever, you're enjoying the benefits of living in this country. And I'm telling you that there are people invading our borders right now who would gladly trade places with you. Gladly trade places with you. You had better believe it, brother or sister. You had better believe it. They gladly trade places with you. And there you are crying that you're starving to death with a loaf of bread under your American arms. Yeah. And there are people, I'll say it again, who are invading Yes, it is an invasion. Uh, AOC, Ocasio-Cortez, it's an invasion that's going on. It's an invasion that's happening. And there are people who are invading this land right now who would gladly trade places with you and would probably, there there, there are many among them who would harm you to do it. Now, you can sit there and look crazy and act and, and act as though, uh, you know, I'm lying when you know I'm telling you the truth. I ain't going to lie to you. No, I'm not going to lie to you. Huh? No, my son's life, my children's lives are not on the line. I ain't going to lie about nothing. Mm-mm. Sure ain't. That, I, mean, that, I mean, you know, no, no, to dishonor. No, 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 no. So here we go. This is the truth of the matter. This is the truth of the matter. The racism of low expectation is being played successfully on those who are uh, susceptible to the programming and the manipulation of the Democrat machine. Yeah. They don't expect you, uh, little kids, white or black, red or yellow, brown, whatever you might be. Uh, your, your, your educational system now, they don't expect you to, to know anything. They're telling you what you need to know. They don't want you to explore anything on your own. They're going to tell you what you need to explore. And if you explore anything outside of that that they do not approve of, they are going to chastise you, which means that you would have lost. You will have lost if this day ever comes where all that you are doing is what you have been programmed to do. America is finished and you have lost your birthright. You have lost your American birthright. And you had better wake up and stand up for your children right now. You better wake up and stand up children of those who are standing up for you. You better stand with them. Because they are right. They are right. To be fighting this fight. And I stand shoulder to shoulder with all of them who are part, who who are Tea Partiers and so forth, and all you Tea Party people uh, in this area, and all you conservatives and Republicans in this area. Uh, I'm here to help you, here to be of help to you. 
because it's time now to uh, stand together, regardless of whatever differences uh, that that may have personal differences and so forth. Uh, we have it, it, all of that's aside now. We must stand together, and we must, uh, in fact, overcome this together for the good of the republic, the good of our nation. There's a narrative that's being um, uh, played here that will just destroy our nation. There's a definition that's being put in place here that will destroy our nation. Yeah. And, and, And I want you... To understand that the, the redefinition takes you to a, de, a, a, a different destination. Are you hearing me? Definitions equal destinations. Whatever the definition of something is, is where it takes you in your mind, and literally it does. You redefine gender. You see where it takes you. Huh? Redefine gender. Gender doesn't mean male or female anymore, right? So you see where it's taking you. Definitions equal destinations, right? Sure they do. Uh, Redefine marriage. And, And you see where it takes you. Marriage, uh, of course, be redefined, if you redefine it, is no longer between a man and a woman. It can be relative. It can be between two people who love each other. See where that takes you. It takes you to uh, pedophilia. See where that takes you. redefine uh, family. See where it takes you. Family is now not some place where uh, you have a nucleus of a man and a woman and children. No, the man's missing. Redefine it. See where it takes you. Redefine uh, nation. Yeah. See where it takes you. It takes you to a place where your borders are being overrun. That's what redefining nation means. Definitions take you to destinations. And when you redefine various things in our world, in our society, it takes the society then to a different place. And that's what is the fun. That's what's happening with the fundamental change of our nation right now. That's what's happening. 
is fundamentally being changed. Not anything with a bulldozer or anything like that is being changed because the definitions are being rewritten and you are going along with it and it begins, it's in your schools and you're not participating with your children in the schools so they're able to believe, make little black kids believe that somehow by the fact that they're being, their, their skin is dark that this little kid whose skin is having to be lighter than theirs didn't even have to be white. It just be light. Just your skin just be lighter than theirs. Uh, makes them believe that they owe them something. Huh? Are you hearing me? Yeah. That, that's what's being. And, and then on, on the other hand, you have the little little white kid who is being victimized because uh, they're, they're white and they have nothing to do with that. They have absolutely nothing to do with that. But they're being victimized anyway. And all of a sudden, the very thing that we've been trying to get away from for the last 60 years back when I was growing up, we were, we were in, in, ensconced in that, uh, is, is, is if you are black, then, then you know, you were less than. And now we have gotten away from that. Uh, we, we've progressed to supposedly away from that. But somehow, it, it, seemingly on the, on the national scale, we're wanting to go back to that. Coming up after the break, I'm going to have on with me uh, Louisiana Senator Albert Guillory, former Louisiana Senator Albert Guillory is going to be on with me. He and I, along with Dr. Carol Swain, Dr. Alveda King, uh, Pastor Stephen Broton, and Claston Bernard were on uh, a press call together and uh, really glad to have him back on with us. Only a minute left in this segment, but we're going to bring him up on the home stretch here at the C.L. Bryant Show. Really glad to have on with me uh, uh, Attorney Extraordinaire. Uh, Harvard-trained uh, Elbert Guillory will be on with me, former Senator Elbert Guillory, Louisiana's finest, and uh, my homeboy down in my neck of the woods, my folks from down in Opelousa and Cicadiana, uh down in that way. And so uh, I'll have him on with me when we return with more of the C.L. Bryan Show, traveling through Times Square. Look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Red State Talk billboard, the Talk Monster billboard there in Times Square. And every hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the C.L. Bryan Show does pop up there. And old C.L.'s face looking right back at you, about a block away from me, drop the big ball there in Times Square. Uh, this is the C.L. Bryan Show, building the bridge to conversation daily, right here on the Talk Monster, the largest platform in the nation, Red State. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. You came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn 
concern to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe on the Talk Monster. Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in uh, the nation. Glad to be with you here today. And it is a beautiful day down here in my new neighborhood, South Florida. I'm broadcasting from the PSL, Port St. Lucie. And tomorrow I move into my new digs over on the island, Hutchinson Island. Really looking forward to doing that, starting a new life and uh, starting over Again, after this past year has just been uh, part of the darkest times that I have been through in my entire life. And uh, certainly I want to thank all of you uh, for being there and coming along with me uh, and helping me uh, through these difficult times. But listen, God bless you and God keep you. Earlier today, we were fighting a good fight uh, with comrades. Uh, well, not say comrades uh, because that's sort of a term I don't really want to want to be bringing up. But uh, fellow compatriots in uh, this fight uh, here to preserve our republic, and among them is a friend of mine, uh, one of my homeboys. Matter of fact, uh, Albert Guillory is on with me, former Louisiana State uh, Senator, uh, movie and film uh, maker in his own right, and uh, certainly glad to have you back with me. Albert Guillory, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? Michelle, take him off mute. Okay. He's not coming through, uh, Michelle. He's not coming through. Somebody's on mute. Um, but on with me is uh, speak up when you when you hear me, Albert, uh, or if you hear me, hear me. Michelle, somebody's on mute. But anyway, let me uh, go ahead and uh, talk to you then about what we are about to do here. We are about to launch our YouTube channel and uh, certainly want uh, all of you to uh, participate with us in our YouTube channel. And uh, Michelle, you might want to hang him up and call back because uh, he's not coming. He's not coming through at all. But um, I, in launching this channel, we are going to bring on visually, like Rush used to do, in studio, our guest as well, and it's just going to be great. Now, I have, Michelle, can you hear me now? Thought I heard you. Um, we are going, but I'm going to need, this is what happened. I'm going to need another Jared down here to come and set it up. Now, Jared will continue to do what he's been doing for me for years now remotely but what i was able to do with jared was call him over 
and say, hey, man, uh, tell me what's happening here. (laughs) I'm going to need that guy. I'm going to need that guy. And so, in fact, I may have that guy. I may have that guy. A friend of mine may have that guy for me. And so um, I will look forward to broadcasting from Florida. I look forward to getting to know the people here in Florida, up and down the coast, across the peninsula, because the C.L. Bryan Show, Freedom Works, the whole show has come to the Sunshine State, and we're all looking forward to that. Michelle, I'm going to try to check in with you again. Michelle, check in with me. All right. And um, if anything uh, can be fixed... She'll do it. Now, I was saying before Michelle came on or before um, Albert came on, I guess Pastor Broden could not be with us. But we still have within us, Americans, the faith of our fathers. One of the reasons why I was so glad to have uh, Dr. King close us out in prayer today was because of the faith of our fathers that I believe, as the song says, is living still. And in order for us to, uh, to avoid uh, people of faith, Americans, uh, the dungeons, fires, and swords, we're going to have to stand firm now to protect religious liberty, protect our American freedoms. They are in jeopardy. And you had better believe that. You had better believe that your religious freedoms are being attacked in ways, my friends, that you will absolutely uh, be detrimentally affected by. No question about it. So stand up. Push back. Let your voice be heard while you still have a voice to speak freely and push back. Do you often wonder why people as many as the Chinese, the Russians, can be subdued so easily? The question is an easy question to answer. It's because the people don't have the ability to push back. And that ability, my friends, is being sapped away from you. And it was slowly. But now, now, 
they are sucking the life out of you in front of your very eyes. And you standing there looking at uh, what's happening here in America like a calf looking at a new lock on a gate. You're just standing there looking, looking at it. You know, have you ever seen that? I mean, well, you know, being growing up in the summertime, I spent down on my grandfather's farm. <laughs> and my grandfather knew a lot about livestock and everything. And one, one day he actually, he actually uh, said, I want you to see something. Uh, Sonny, come here. That's what he called me. He called me Sonny. He said, I'm going to put a new lock on this gate. And the calf was, you know, sort of a, a pet anyway. He says, I want you to notice once I take this old lock off and put this new lock on, this new shining lock on, I want you to notice how this calf is going to look and stare at that new lock on the gate. It'll be a wonderment, it seems, to have a new lock on this old gate. And, and, and friends, let me tell you something. I honestly believe <laughs> that's exactly what have, has you mesmerized. A new lock on an old gate. And you stood there and, and, and you watched while they put the new lock on that old gate. And you said, oh, good. We'll stare and we'll stop and stare at the new lock for a long time on an old gate. The old gate is what they have been keeping you locked in with for, or, or, or closed in with for a long time. And that's the idea of emotional uh, attachment to skin color and the ghost of the past. If they have their way, the ghost of Mississippi will be aired daily. If they had their way, they would constantly loop and loop and loop the movie Roots, the saga of Roots. Because they don't, they don't want you to look ahead. They want you to look behind. Are you hearing me? They don't want you to think about where you're going, America. The, the, the keys and the tools of their enslavement lie in the fact that they want you to remember where you were. Are you hearing me? They want you to remember where you were. Where you were was a slave. Where you were was ignorant of owning slaves where you were was a place where uh, there, there couldn't possibly be this kind of conversation because uh, somebody would get uh, severely punished and where they're trying to take us is back to that place is that what you want Really? Is that what you want? I should hope not. 
But if that's what you want, and it's every indication seems to say that you do, that's what you're going to get. If you don't wake up and pull your head out of that bag, pull your head out, America, pull your head out. Because your head seems to be very deep into the rhetoric that goes along with the bondage associated with socialism. Longest time we've been warning you. I've been warning you. I've been warning you for 11 years, 12 years this year. I've been warning you for 12 years this year, for over a decade. I have been warning you that this was coming. My groundbreaking film, Runaway Slave, warned you that this was coming if you yielded to it. And oddly enough, it's just hard to believe that you have yielded to all of this. Though you knew all of this, O Belshazzar, out of the book of Daniel, after the handwriting was on the wall telling the son of Nebuch- the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar that his kingdom was over has been weighed in the balance and been found wanting after he the handwriting was on the wall Belshazzar was wondering why this was happening to him and scripture records that it was said to him it's because though you knew all of this you still did not honor god Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform who defend our right to speak our mind. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And may God bless and keep you all. 